Grace and peace to you from God and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome home, children of God. Welcome home. Although the church buildings are now shut, the church itself is not closed, and we welcome you to this church in exile at the manse of Trinold Parish Church for these 10 good minutes. And if you find yourself in need of someone to talk to or someone to help with groceries or more information about what's going on in the community, please call 313-520 and we'll try to put you in touch with someone who can give you the assistance that you need. For we're all in this together and although we're physically separated spiritually and emotionally, we need not be bound by physical boundaries. So let us turn our hearts and minds now to God in worship and let us pray. In you, gracious God, the widowed find a carer, the orphaned find a parent, the fearful find a friend. In you, the wounded find a healer, the penitent find a pardoner, the burdened find a counselor. In you, the miserly find a beggar, the despondent find a laughter maker, the legalist finds a rule breaker. In you, Jesus Christ, we meet our maker and our match. And if some need say, help me, and if some need say, save me, and if some need say, hold me, and if some need say, forgive me, then let these be said now in confidence by us. Christ, whose heart is both welcome and warning, say to us, do to us, reveal within us the things that will make us whole, and we will wait and we will praise you. And so, O oh God, help us to pray as Christ Jesus our Lord taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our praise this morning is, I to the hills will lift my eyes. morning. very warm welcome from all the Bruce family to all the Trinol Parish Church at what is a very difficult time for all of us. I've been asked to read Psalm 121, but before that, Cameron and Iona are going to say a little prayer. Okay, Cameron and Iona, you go ahead. God bless my head, God bless my heart, God bless my left, God bless my right. 
Amen. Okay, thank you, Iona and Cameron. And now we're going to read Psalm 121. God, the help of those who seek him. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall prepare your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, friends, the highlight of my week so far was finding kitchen roll at Morrison's. It's been so difficult to adjust to all the changes around us, and it hit me particularly hard when we were told to curtail our travel, especially to the national parks. I think of this psalm a lot, and I was planning on climbing Ben Lomond this spring, and it's so difficult to change when so many of the normal things that we expect, well, are being curtailed. And it's also easy to give in to anxiety and concern and to allow that to fester and shorten our breath and quicken our step and close our hearts and minds to what God is doing around us and what God is calling us to do in response to the real challenges and the real fear that we are all experiencing. Now, this isn't the first time that the church has faced a situation like this. In about 1530, Martin Luther in the town of Wittenberg was faced with a similar, if maybe slightly different, set of circumstances. The bubonic plague had come to Wittenberg and all of his friends, his academic advisors, his brothers in the clergy were encouraging him to flee, to take his family and go somewhere safe. But he said, no, no, it's our calling to remain, to keep safe where we are, but to remain. And so he opened his house and he urged people to do the best that they could with what they had been given. And he gave actually some really good advice for us even today. He said, take your medicine and disinfect your home and, and avoid people and places so as not to spread the disease. But as you can and as you're able, safely assist others. He said that we are bound to one another and bound to God and we must not forsake one another. I think that's what we're being called to right now. We're being called not to forsake one another. And the best thing that we can do is to stay at home as difficult as that is and to look for creative ways to reach out to one another and to care virtually or if we are able to assist in material ways. A friend back in the state suggested these seven things that we could do. We can call someone who is lonely we can check on someone who's sick or isolated, but we can keep our distance, social distance, but not spiritual distance. And we can listen to the news, but not too much. 
and we can pray for doctors and nurses and all those people who are key workers helping out the NHS and the government, and in fact, our communities keep everyone safe. So we especially lift up our friend Neil as a key worker and the other key workers for the NHS that we know in our own lives. And also he says, number six, wash your hands. And finally, seven, stay at home. What's interesting to me about this psalm, Psalm 121, is it was a song that was sung on the way to Jerusalem, a psalm of ascent. You were going up to Jerusalem. But finally, it's not a psalm about the hills. It's not a song about mountains or about nature. It's a psalm about God. I look to the hills, yet from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Maybe an eighth thing that we could add to that list is to turn again and again and again to God. For God has promised to be with us. That is what it means to follow Jesus Christ, is to know God with us and for us. And often it feels like God offers us minimum protection, but always maximum support. For God knows what it is to live a life like ours. God knows what it is to be sick. God knows what it's like to be alone. But God also knows what it is to be joyous and creative and to find ways to help each other, well, especially when he wasn't feeling like it. So friends, take care of yourselves and wash your hands and say your prayers, because Jesus and germs are indeed everywhere, but so is God. So go with God. Amen.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May God give us grace enough never to sell ourselves too short and grace enough to risk something big for something good. Grace enough to realize that the world is now too dangerous for anything but the truth and too small for anything but love. So may God take our minds and think through them. May God take our lips and speak through them. May God take our hands and work through them. And may God take our hearts and set them on fire for the sake of God's peace and God's justice in this God's good earth. Alleluia. Amen. The Bible tells a story of four friends who went to extraordinary lengths to help their friend. Let's listen for God's word. Jesus met many sick people when he was traveling from place to place. In one town, Jesus was in someone's house teaching people about God. Other people in the town had heard Jesus was a healer, and they were very excited when they found out that he was nearby. Four of the townspeople had a friend who was paralyzed. The four friends knew that if they could just get their sick friend to Jesus, he would be healed. They carried their friend on a stretcher and tried to bring him into the house. But it was so crowded they couldn't get through the door. What should we do? asked one friend. Maybe we should just give up and go home, asked another sadly. No, I have an idea, said the third. Let's take our friend up to the roof. Then we can cut a hole in the roof and lower him in. Let's try it, the fourth friend said. So they all climbed up onto the house and cut a hole in the roof. Using rope, they slowly and gently lowered their friend into the room where Jesus was teaching. All of the people in the room were surprised to see a man being lowered from the roof, except for Jesus. Jesus knew the man was paralyzed. Jesus also knew that sin hurts people more than sickness. So Jesus did an unusual thing. Jesus said to the man, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Your brokenness between you and God has been healed. The people in the room were confused and angry. They thought no one could forgive sin except God. They didn't know that Jesus was God's son. Don't be angry, Jesus told them. I am God's son and God has given me the power to forgive sins and heal the brokenness between us and God and one another. Again, the people were confused and surprised. They didn't know if Jesus was telling the truth. I am telling the truth, Jesus said. I can prove I am God's son. He turned to the paralyzed man and said, Friend, stand up. The man stood up. He had been healed. Now the people were amazed. The healed man thanked Jesus and carried his stretcher home with his four friends. Many people believed that Jesus was God's son, and they praised God that very day. They knew if they or their friends ever had a need, Jesus would be there to heal them, to love them, to forgive their sins, and to walk with them through their darkness. Amen. The Bible tells the story of God's great love for you and for me and that God will go to no lengths, will not stop at any lengths, in fact, to make that love known to us and to this broken world. And it's a story of four friends who are persistent in their love for their friend in need. And so they come up with a creative way to help him, to get him to the place that they believe 
he will receive help. Now, we don't always experience things like that today, but we do know the value of persistence in good and true and faithful friendship. And friends, now is a time for persistence. Everything is different for us, and we're having to stay at home, and we can't go visit our friends, and we can't see our relatives, our grandmother, some of our carers, and maybe things are getting a little claustrophobic in the house. But this story reminds us to persist in our caring for one another, and right now that's what we have to do. We have to care for one another by following the rules. And, and what is it as a church that we can do first and foremost before we do anything else? Well, it's just what they say. Wash your hands and say your prayers because Jesus and germs are everywhere. Amen.